Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by one of the stars of season 21 of NBC's The Voice. She grew up in the Bronx, jumped from East Coast to West Coast for her chance to show the world her voice. We welcome the talented Samara Brown. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's go beyond the mic. Samara, your sister supports you as you take on The Voice. How did her season three experience prepare you for the lights and the pressure of the show? I guess in the way that she prepared me is she just uh, showed me a lot of encouragement. You know, she told me, you know, regardless of what happens on the show or what you go through on the show, you know, that I'm still an incredible singer and I have like experience around the world singing so that she was she was mostly just encouraging, like, regardless of what happens, like you're going to do great and you are still great. So that kind of like boosted my confidence up a bit when I went to the show. Did you feel like you needed that boost? And were you scared? Oh, absolutely. I was um I was pretty nervous. I've never um had an experience like this before, so it was definitely new ground. And um any encouragement is always appreciated. As an artist, the last year was devastating for you. No gigs, little money, lots of pressure, lots of bills. How did you use a quarantine time to improve yourself? I guess I spent a lot of time working on myself mentally. Um, for me, COVID was very difficult given that I didn't have any work and there wasn't any uh, opportunities for me to sing. So I had to create those opportunities myself, which is very, very difficult as an artist, especially if you're you know, a bit insecure in that time, like I was. So um, it took a lot of mental work, you know, speaking with a therapist, like making sure I take care of my health and um, also still working on music because I had studio equipment. So trying to still forward myself as an artist, regardless of the circumstances. When the first chair turns and you know you're going to be on the show, did your heart skip a beat where you like, just keep remembering the words of the song. I definitely was like, oh my God, I got John turned <laughs> and forgot what I was singing for a second. I definitely was like, I couldn't stop staring, really. I was just staring at his chair, just like, oh, John turned for me. <laughs> it was incredibly exciting. And then when Ariana turned, I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't know what the song is anymore. I kind of blacked out. To be honest with you. You've worked at Banana Republic, was a hostess at Ashford and Simpson's Sugar Bar, and been a bartender. Wow. How did you find that out? I know almost everything. How did those moments serving others help you for the voice? It gives you a lot of humility. Also, a lot of patience. Because <laughs> um, I don't know if you've worked in the food or restaurant industry, but you require much, much patience. And I guess that helps me in, in my industry because, um, you know, things don't always happen immediately. You have to continue and continue to work, continue with regardless of rejection, regardless of like any lost opportunities and and keep moving forward. And um, also gave me a chance to see other singers and other artists in their form. And it allowed me to gain more confidence in what I was doing. Now you've been singing and dancing in church since you were five. How has your faith helped you as you faced adversity growing up? I, I guess in the sense of um, the morals that I learned while I was in church, you know, just to continue to show respect to those who are, you know, offering me an opportunity or to just to show respect to everyone, regardless of the circumstance. And 
Um, I, I'm not necessarily still a Christian, but it definitely has. Church is uh, probably the best vocal training you could probably get as a singer. So it definitely uh, solidified like my vocal technique before I was even trained. But um, I guess I would say uh, it brought me through some really tough times when I was continuing to pray and was still attending church at the time. But um, and definitely in terms of continuing to believe in myself, um, church has definitely helped with that. How did traveling to places like New Delhi, London, Indonesia, Russia, and Spain change your musical perspective? Well, it changed my perspective about myself and it changed my perspective on other people. Experiencing different cultures, um, different ways of life, the way that people interact with each other, the way that people think about certain issues like uh, homosexuality or religion itself, you know, completely expanded my way of thinking. And I think experiencing that and singing in these other countries uh, continue to further my confidence in my ability. It was also just dope, you know, <laughs> to be there. <laughs> it's time for the Rocking 8. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Okay. <laughs> I already felt the pressure once you said that statement. Favorite cigar? Uh, Cuban. <laughs> I think everyone would love a Cuban. How do you like your coffee? Oh, um, extra oat milk, extra sugar. What's the best part of being an Aries? Ooh, um, the massive energy and competitiveness. <laughs> yep. I'm on the 23rd, wife's on oh, the, the 29th, yeah. and you're on the 28th. We're all good. Oh, awesome. What's your dream car? Oh, um, Ford Mustang GT. Of your family, who's the best taboo player? Who's the best taboo player? Um, That's hard to say. I guess I'll say my mom. Speaking of your mom, the one meal that just smelling it automatically makes you think of your mama. Oh, she makes really, really good pumpkin soup. It's my favorite. What's the best way to spend a Sunday? Oh, um, at the beach if it's hot. <laughs> a little bit of rosé. Now, do you prefer saber, foil, or epe? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> um, I preferred foil. Where did you learn to fence? Uh, the New York Fencing Academy. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it's time for the back half with Samara Brown from season 21 of NBC's The Voice, Beyond the Mic. Samara, you once said on social media, quote, my dream will be reached no matter what. It's only a matter of time, unquote. Can you touch your dream or do you still have work to do? Well, as an artist, I think we, as artists, I think we always have work to do. We always have you know, further to progress. And so I definitely feel like, you know, even being on The Voice and continuing on, I'm still going to have much progression to make. And uh, regardless of that circumstance, I'm going to continue to rise. And I definitely feel like I will eventually become a popular singing artist. You like to write, draw, and do things with your hands. What's the last thing you sculpted? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I haven't sculpted, but um, I, when I say like do stuff with my hands, I kind of like to build or put stuff together. It's really weird. Like what? 
like uh like ikea furniture the thing that everything everybody hates you like that <laughs> but i was really into legos so i feel like being into legos made me really into putting stuff together <laughs> so what's the biggest lego set you built Ooh, um, I built uh, the Millennium Falcon. A friend of, of mine had one, and they let me tear it down and build it back up. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Everyone has a song that is their theme song. What's yours? That's hard. <laughs> That's a hard question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess um, this is probably going to be funny, but. I guess the song Doodle Brown. <laughs> Doodle Brown, Doodle Brown, Doodle Brown, Doodle Brown. What little tips has John been able to give you that you will utilize for future opportunities? His tips were, were pretty much um, mostly just encouragement. He had a lot of belief in my ability in the songs. And uh, I think he could tell that I was just incredibly nervous. And um, his words were mostly just, you know, believe in what you can do because you can do it. And, um, and that will show in your performance. He also said, you know, my, to give more of my energy, my personality in the song, you know, to think about the meaning and the words of what I'm singing. How has this experience on The Voice changed you for the better or for the worse? It has been a stressful experience, but a rewarding one. I'm definitely a, very appreciative of the opportunity and all of the attention I'm getting from the opportunity. Um, it's given me a lot of experience with um, the industry itself, the television industry, as well as um, the music industry. And um, it's given me an opportunity to meet incredible artists, some artists I've idolized since I was young. Um, it's given me also a lot more confidence in myself, which is always great. Who of the Team Legend crew did you get closest with? There weren't a lot of performers who were in my area. And also, I'm a bit of a recluse. I kind of spent a lot of my time in my room. Really? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm very, very um, introverted, even though I can be very extroverted as as you know, as an Aries, but I got really close to Brittany Bree. We were, we were pretty cool with each other. We spent a lot of time. We had a very similar personalities and she's incredibly talented. So she was probably one of the few who I got really close with on the show. And I would definitely work with if I had the opportunity. You also said, quote, I have a deep, deep gratitude to those in the past who've had more strength than I've had most of my life, unquote. How have you become stronger in the last couple of years? Ooh, um, I um, drastically have become much, much stronger as a person. I, um, it, it doesn't seem that way, probably because of how I am now, but I used to be just very, very shy, very, very to myself. Um, I was very much a, a writer personality where I would spend a lot of time with my face in a book or writing in my journal all the time, um, music covering my head, covering my ears while I'm at the dinner table. You know, I was just very, not very outspoken. And it was very difficult to believe in myself as a singer. Um, for many years, I didn't even think that this was something that I was able to do. And so um, definitely through my experiences and um, 
also the support I've had from friends and family, I've definitely grown much, much stronger. Who are your musical idols that you've leaned on as you've developed yourself as an artist? Oh, um, there's so many. Um, Whitney Houston, by far, is probably my first and biggest inspiration. Um, Prince. Uh, Shaka Khan. Um, Aretha Franklin. Um, there's just so many. <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, all of these, I've, uh, I was actually introduced to them very, very late, except for Whitney. So, um, oh, and Stevie Wonder. <sighs> just the so many, just the musicality and, um, the, the level that they were at definitely is something that I inspired to be at. How is your time in the city that never sleeps change the way you think about yourself? Oh, well, you can't, you gotta be tough in New York. You can't be, uh, it, you can only be shy for so long <laughs> before the city changes you. It, it transforms you. It's fast paced moving. It's a hustle. You know, you have to be continuously on the move. You have to be tougher. You have to believe in yourself because if not, there are thousands of other people who will take your place. Um, it's incredibly competitive and um, it's incredibly rewarding when you get to that place because then you're surrounded by other people, other artists who are of the same caliber. It's, it's pretty fun. I love it. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, in five years. I definitely hope to see myself with released music, um, hopefully touring or hopefully a part of a record company or signed to a record company. If you could be a part of one Broadway show, past or present, which would it be? There's so many good shows. Okay, top three. Top three? Okay. Um, Chicago. Um, A Chorus Line. I love that musical. And... um, Oh, I haven't seen it on Broadway because it hasn't been on Broadway for a long time, but I've seen the movie and the YouTube videos numerous times. <laughs> Could you do the kicks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd have to do a little bit of stretching, you know, just to <laughs> prep myself, but um, I definitely would make sure I could do those kicks. And a third. Oh, so many good shows. I guess Phantom of the Opera. It's time for one big question with Samara Brown from season 21 of NBC's The Voice. Samara, quote, will you love me even with my dark side, unquote, you said. What is your dark side? You have a lot of information. (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Question is, do I want to reveal that? Um, No, I guess my... um, my dark side is pretty much the opposite of what I am today. Probably actually more closer than closer to who I used to be, you know, just very um, um, having no belief in myself and my ability, the jealousy that I used to have, um, especially towards, you know, my sister, because she's so successful in her field. And I was so very, very envious of that. And um, 
And now, you know, that's completely changed. You know, I, we are so very close and we both support each other. What's one thing people don't know about you? I don't know. That's hard to say. (laughs) What has the internet not revealed already? (laughs) Um, I guess people don't know that I'm a super big fantasy geek. I'm into stuff like Harry Potter and Star Wars and comics and, uh, anime and all that geeky stuff. (laughs) It's the year of the geek. Singer, actress, songwriter, and her story is just beginning. She likes a Ford GT, enjoys a good Cuban cigar, who doesn't, and wants you to watch her on NBC's The Voice. We thank Samara Brown for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. It has been an absolute pleasure. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic. Mm -hmm.